570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Uh, later on this hour, Dodger fans, it'll be all about you. We'll open the phone lines and give you a chance to talk about what you felt, what you saw, and what you experienced last night. We're going to focus ahead now, Rodney, on what is to come. And that is the series of best of five with the Giants. John Morosi for MLB Network, MLB.com, did... A magnificent piece. I saw it. It was online. It was just terrific on the storied history and the rivalry between these two franchises. And John has been kind enough to jump on and join us now. John, good afternoon to you. Hey, Fred and Rodney. uh, My pleasure to be with you. And thanks again, Fred, for the kind words on that. And always enjoy catching up with both of you. Rodney, I've still uh, got a lot of great memories of watching you play for the Lions back in the day, my friend. So great to be with both of you here this afternoon. Wow, he said Lions. Those are far and few and far between, but it's still good. I always love the Lions. They drafted me, John. They drafted me, man. So I'm, I'm all good. Yeah. Hey, a huge part of uh, uh, getting that franchise going under Coach Fonts there back in the early 90s. <laughs> Those are some good old days now that I look back at. We had some fun in Detroit, even though we, win it, we didn't win a whole lot of games, Fred. Although, yeah. actually, we, we <laughs> did go to the playoffs twice in my five years there, but, but had a lot of fun. And uh, Wayne Fonts was an uh, interesting head coach. Had a lot of fun himself. Well, and that's the way it should have been. <laughs> he was a 5 o'clock guy. You know what a 5 o'clock guy is, Fred? What's a 5 o'clock guy? He was out the door at 5 o'clock and at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> he, was the, he was the opposite of John Gruden, who stays all night long and sleeps in his office. <laughs> 5 o'clock whistle hit. Wayne, Wayne Fonts, was, he was out at happy hour, baby. He was having his own meeting. Yes, he was. Doing his own prep. Yeah, you don't know it by 5, you ain't going to know it. <laughs> All right, John, uh, again, great job on the piece. Can you just talk about the rivalry? You did such a magnificent job in the story. Talk about the rivalry between these two teams and why it's so special. Well, Fred, thanks for the question. And for me, certainly I grew up in in Michigan, as I I shared with you a moment ago. But for me, I've always been fascinated by the Dodger-Giant rivalry. And certainly I've covered, uh, covered games in San Francisco between the two of them and in L.A. as well. Uh, I, w- I went to university in Boston, so I got a sense for the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. But the thing about the Dodgers and Giants that always has stood out to me is just the uniqueness of the bi-coastal nature of it. That there is not another rivalry in our country, in any sport, that has traveled further in years and in miles. There is nothing like it. And, and you still, of course, it's a special time, and I'm sure we'll see in the days ahead, uh, fans who still live in New York and, and uh, have watched these, these two franchises for generations and are still connected to them, even though they're still on the East Coast. There are still fans who recall those years pre-1958. And I think, for me, it's just a, it's an, ex- it's an exceptional rivalry to be able to celebrate it now, guys, to have it for the first time in a true postseason. Of course, we know well 1951, 1962, those were tiebreakers, uh, of course, the single game in 51 and the tiebreaker series in 62. But unlike the Red Sox and Yankees, which, of course, we saw in 03 
and 04, and again in 18, and again this week, we have never seen a postseason round between the Dodgers and the Giants. So to have this happen and have it happen courtesy of, of the remarkable moment from Taylor last night, guys, it's just like you're layering history upon history, and we have truly, it's so rare in modern sports for us to say we've never seen anything like this, but we have never seen anything like <laughs> what's going to happen tomorrow night at, at Oracle Park. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, and and obviously a lot has to do with with the advent of uh, you know before the wild card there you know there was not really an opportunity sure. either you wanted or you didn't, um, so they didn't play each other. But still, with that being said, for them never to have to have played in the postseason, given the storied history of both franchises, is it, pretty amazing. And and you're right about you know traveling out here in, in New York, and you wrote the piece and did the piece on this, but. There are a lot, including my dad, who was a Giants fan, and he's he's old enough to remember back when they were in in New York and and uh, followed them out to to San Francisco. Um, but th- those two teams, the Dodgers and the Giants, are aligned that way because uh, they had the, the Dodgers when they came out had to have another team out here on the West Coast, right. and and they're joined at the hip that way, and it just uh, it makes for added drama in this in this matchup this uh, this week. Well, you're exactly right, Rodney. And, and to me, I think it's so cool that when you think about that that connection between the franchises, and I go back to one of the great ambassadors we've ever had in baseball, and that's Vin Scully. As you remember the story, he began his life as a Giants fan, and yeah. uh, he became drawn to them in New York City. So when you think about Vin and, and everything he's meant to the game, he fell in love with the Giants while watching and, and follow, or actually listening on the radio uh, to, to the Giants losing in a lopsided game, and he, he sort of felt that love for them as a kid in New York. He brought that all with him, of course, and we all know uh, what's happened in the, in the generation since what an icon he's become with the Dodgers, and it was fitting that his last game in the regular season as the Dodger announcer was in San Francisco. And hey, I think it just speaks to that relationship and that connection where uh, you know, while you have that rival, and certainly I know I've been in both ballparks and, and heard it and felt it, the rivalry is real. But I also think there's an understanding deep down for every Giant fan and every Dodger fan that the, the sport and the rivalry and, and following these teams would not be as special if you did not have the other. What fun would it be to be a, a Dodger fan if there were no Giants and vice versa? It, it's what gives this sport and, and sports overall meaning and and purpose and, and that connection so it, it's really amazing to think back on the icon some of them of course have played for both teams at different times and the rivalry that you share you think back to 2004 in, in dodger stadium and the finley home run you think about brian johnson in 97 with the, with the giants and you think about joe morgan eliminating the dodgers on the final day back in 82 um and of course he's in the hall of fame for what he did with the reds but in this rivalry he's remembered for what he did for the yeah. Giants against the Dodgers. So it's just there are so many actors, and you mentioned years and, and moments, and it all comes back for a Dodger fan and for a Giant fan. And to your point, Rodney, let's think about this. This year is even only the third time that the Dodgers and Giants are both in the same playoffs. Even forget wow. having ever met, it was 14 and 16. And this year, that's where the, the, the Red Sox and Yankees had many more years where they were both good or both in the playoffs. It's only the third time they've ever been in the same postseason uh, during the wild card era, which is so unique. So it's just, for me, even as a Midwesterner, I just love this rivalry. I get goosebumps talking about it because uh, of what it means to everybody who's been a part of it. And I, I just cannot wait to see 
the chapters that we're going to see play out over these five games. And it's got to go five, right? It can't be a sweep. This has to go five games. It should go five games. And I just can't wait to see what happens beginning tomorrow night. John Morosi, MLB Network with us. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, AM570, LA Sports. If it's not putting you on the spot, uh, are there moments, given your reporting, that just stood out in the rivalry? Things that people should not have forgotten? I, I think so. For me, there's certainly a couple that are that are the clear ones that we, we go back to and, and, and certainly 1951, which, by the way, I, I love that the Dodgers and Giants arrived to the final day of the regular season in 2021, both with a chance to win the division, and that day was the 70th anniversary of the shot heard around the world. I mean, wow. what are the odds? And, and by the way, that was the same date as the Joe Morgan home run. Same date, October the 3rd. So <laughs> that cosmic nature of, of the way things get all connected. I, I think for me, a couple of them, the, the Finley home run, I had forgotten that when, when, of course, the Finley home run, which is second to last day of the season in 04, yep. the Dodgers, the, the, had the Giants won that game, they would have pulled within one game of the Dodgers and had a chance to, to, to force a one-game playoff with a game at Dodger Stadium on the final day of that regular season. And then the Dodgers score seven runs in the ninth inning to win that game, punctuated by the Finley Grand Slam. Uh, and so that was amazing. And then Brian Johnson, you go back to that game, that was 97, a candlestick. And, and for him, he'd come over in a trade that year from the Tigers, was not the, the number one player on that roster by any means, but he delivers this home run going back home to the Bay Area. Of course, he had played at Stanford. Uh, to me, it's always those those moments. You think about the Red Sox and Yankees, it's the Bucky Dent home run. It doesn't have to be the superstar who makes the big impact. And that's where I'm starting to wonder, who's it going to be in this series? Are we going to see Pujol step to the forefront and all of a sudden have a huge late pinch hit? It feels like it's set up to have a moment like that. Chris Bryant now coming in and playing in a postseason series, of course. What he's done with the Cubs now come back to the West Coast and to play in this rivalry. It's moments like that. You think about Dusty Baker winning a World Series with the Dodgers as a player and managing the, the Giants for so long. And by the way, as we speak right now, how about the Bay Area? You've got La Russa and Baker managing each yeah. other in a postseason series in the same playoffs. Guys, the last time they managed against each other in the playoffs was the 0-2 NLCS won by the Giants 19 years ago against the Cardinals when Pujols was 21 years old. So like, these, are, these are just incredible parts of the way that baseball is stitched together generation to generation. So I think, for me, it's those moments that we maybe don't think about as being quite as obvious. Finley in 04, Johnson in 97, those are standing out to me right now. JB, this, this rivalry, obviously, it, it's, uh, it's personal, and it's, it's right in our, our wheelhouse because sure. we live here in L.A., and we're on the West Coast. And, and you just mentioned you as a Midwesterner. You, you kind of got caught up into it as well. Do you think it – this rivalry has the same kind of bite in in terms of of hatred, like like you would say with the Red Sox, Yankees, or or even like in basketball, the Lakers, Celtics, kind of hatred towards one another. Do you think it feels that way for the rest of the country? That's a great question, Rodney. Because for me, maybe growing up, I didn't realize it as much in Michigan. But then when I had a chance to come out and cover the games then you realize it pretty quickly. I mean, you realize that you just go to one game in San Francisco, one game in L.A., or cover a series there, and, and no matter where you're from, you're realizing, okay, this is, this is intense. It's, it's like going to a, a European soccer game and understanding these, these derbies. This is our own kind of derby, as you would call it in, in, in the U.S. So I think, for me, that, that has stood out where it probably took 
took it for me to be able to actually witness it in person to really understand it. And that's where I would hope that, that fans around the country would have had a chance to see a game in both ballparks to really understand it. I realize maybe not a lot of them have. And so I think that's where it's up to us who care about this rivalry so much in the, in the history and the stories to really tell this story really well the next couple of weeks for a national audience so they really understand the depth of what this means. And you go back to the this is 130 years of history, and, and that's, that is remarkable. This is, it's as old as the National League itself, really, this, this rivalry. To think about just uh, able to take the train from, uh, from of course, Harlem to, the, to Brooklyn to be able to see those two ballparks, you think about what that rivalry meant like, and, and to realize that at that point in time, this rivalry is older than the New York City subway. <laughs> Think about that for a second. And, and as, as my, my friend, uh, the, my mentor, John Lowe, the, he told me a great story about this, putting it into perspective of how close the polo grounds at Ebbets Field used to be. Imagine, if you imagine for a second, Dodger Stadium being where it is and the Giants playing in Santa Monica. And that's how close they used to be, uh, when you think about that, to, to put it in, in a L.A. term. So it's just, I, I think to your point, Rodney, it's maybe not as fully understood by the whole country as it should be. But trust me, there's plenty of, uh, as you mentioned, your father, uh, really uh, you know, fans in New York who know this rivalry, understand it for generations, and certainly those on the West Coast. I think it's now up to all of us that loves telling stories to really drive this point home about just how unique this story is going to be here over this next week or so of games. It's going to be very, very special. All right, John. Well, you travel the country. You work for MLB Network, and exclusively they air game two between the Astros and White Sox tomorrow at 11 a.m., plus Sunday's game three between the Red Sox and Rays. John is in Tampa right now. He's covering the Sox-Rays for MLB Network. John, how do you see the Dodger-Giant series playing out? All right, great question. I'm going to go with, based on what I saw this week, I'm a little concerned about Muncy not being in the lineup, but I'll say Dodgers find a way to win this series in five games. I like the way the Dodger rotation lines up. Even having to go have Scherzer pitch in the wild card game last night, they still have Bueller, they still have Urias to go early in, early in the series. I, I like the Dodgers pitching staff top to bottom. I thought the bullpen was tremendous last night. So I'm going to give the edge to the Dodgers based on what I saw last night. And, uh, and again, Muncy not being part of the mix concerns me a bit, but the depth and the athleticism, what Turner adds to the team, bets. I, I think the Dodgers have the deeper team. But again, think about this. The Giants have won 107 games this year. The most wins ever that these two teams have combined for in a single season is this year. They've never been better than they are right now together. So I just can't wait to watch how things play out this next week. Um, JP, I, I just want to get your take on this because obviously last night was epic, and especially for L.A. fans, not so much for St. Louis fans, but it was fantastic. It was electric in the stadium. It was a great game. The way it finishes, obviously, the people will be talking about this one for, for, for years. But in terms of, of the wild card, uh, two-part question, do you like the format of the one game? And secondly, um, in terms of seeding, you just mentioned you know the, the most wins by, by two teams in the history of 107 for the Giants, 106 for, for the Dodgers. Are, would you like to see it go to a straight seeding of the best records in baseball? That way we could see the Dodgers and the Giants and the NLCS instead of the first round. Oh, it's a great question, Rodney. I, I think, for me, I'm good with the way the format looks now. I really am. And one of the reasons why is that it really does emphasize having that dramatic race down the stretch. And, and you think about how fun that was on Sunday with all these games mattering in all these different parts of the country. We would not have had that if we had either 
only the four teams making it, so that means only the one the one wild card if you went back to the old format. Or if, if it was a more expansive playoff field, we would not have had that same level of drama in all likelihood. And so the, the drama of the playoff structure directly led to what I think was just a tremendous Sunday for Major League Baseball. So I, I'm good with the way the format works. I think you make a very good point about the seeding that you would ideally love to see this be a, um, a seven-game series between the Dodgers and Giants. The one thing I'll say to remember about the World Series is that while the Dodgers won't be able to have home field advantage in this round or the next round no matter what, if the Dodgers make it to the World Series, they would have home field advantage because uh, that is only based on win total, and there's no team in the AL with more wins than the Dodgers. So that's one little thing to keep in the future, that they do reseed at the World Series based strictly on win total. So the Dodgers would have home field in the World Series, but not obviously this coming round or the NLCS. So it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate it. I, I'm, I'm good with the structure right now. I know there's been some talk of going to seven teams making it in each league. Uh, I, I'd be okay with that. But I think that the, the drama that we've seen this last week has reaffirmed the, the wisdom and the structure as it exists right now. All right. John, appreciate you jumping on today. Great stuff as always. And uh, maybe we can check back in with you as these playoffs continue. Anytime, Fred and Rodney. But my pleasure. And, and, and Rodney, we're still working on getting the Lions that additional playoff win. I saw you guys win that game in 91. Yep. We're still waiting for another playoff win back in Michigan, but I, I'm optimistic. Maybe not this year, Rodney, but some Ma- year, my friend, it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know about this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right, John, take it easy. Appreciate it. Uh, all the best, guys. Thanks so much for everything. Rodney, we always talk about rivalries. This is the rivalry. This is the one. The Dodgers and the Giants. Boy, it's going to the be hated a, ones. Yeah, yes, going to be an exciting, uh, exciting week. Okay, were you out there last night? If you weren't out there last night, and you were watching or listening, what were you experiencing? It's your first chance to weigh in. 866-987-2570. Dodger fans, let's hear from you next. Eddie Rogan. If you want me to stay, I'll be oh, all right. Yeah, Ronnie. To be available for you. To oh see. yeah. Underrated. One of my favorite groups of all time, Sly and the Family Stone. Coming back at you on a throwback Thursday, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Still flying high from last night, Freddie. Have you come down yet, Fred? Uh, I'm coming down now. And we need to get ready for tomorrow. Uh, Okay. If you were there, we want to hear from you. If you were watching, we want to hear from you. What did you experience? If you were listening, we want to hear from you. What were you experiencing? 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Let's go. Chris and Rancho Cucamonga. Chris, good afternoon, and thanks for holding. I'm so I'm still excited, Fred. Uh, this is the greatest game I've ever – I'm blind, and I went blind 10 years ago. So I'm listening to the game on the TV, and I, I'm a daily listener. And so I, 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 Chris Taylor hit the home run, so I'm screaming with my mom's. And I, I go and check my phone real quick to hear. I want to hear Charlie. What do you got? So I caught. I caught it. Chris Taylor hit the whole run. I hear Charlie Steiner go off, and I'm like, man, I, the game is better on the radio. It, it, it's a hundred percent better. It's just maybe because I'm blind, but it is the greatest experience of my life. The greatest baseball game in my entire life as that I watched the Dodgers, and I've been watching the Dodgers since I've been a little kid. I'm 37. So I was watching the Dodgers around the Sean Green 
era and man that's just the greatest thing i ever i ever listened to it was the best and i'm so excited right now you know i can't get over it chris we appreciate it thanks for the kind words so glad you enjoyed hearing it and charlie's call on the radio and uh did you hear charlie's call i didn't hear charlie i heard did it you, did you yeah was it good yeah kevin will get it chris thanks so much and thanks for listening to the show yeah i heard charlie's call it was it was yeah. good yeah he was all over it all right john in huntington beach go ahead fred rodney you guys are the best i swear my heart's still pounding um <laughs> i'm like that guy that just called from rancho you, you know he uh, we used to listen to the games. We couldn't watch them all the time. And so, you know, even when James got on TV, I'd turn on Vinny and, and watch the TV silent so I could hear Vinny. And the same with Lakers and Chick Hearn. But I'm telling you, I had to watch some of it last night because the pitchers for both sides were just incredible. Dodgers were swinging at pitches and were in the dirt before it hit the, in front of the plate. They were so good. Uh, what a game. Uh, I can't believe it. Go Dodgers. We're going to kill the Giants. We're going to kill them. I love it. Love I love it. Hey, you know, um, you know, we we got caught up because it's it, you know it's the beginning of football season and everybody's caught up in Tom Brady and what he did last year. But how about the two guys starting the game last night? You got forty year old Wainwright who, yep. like 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 the caller just said, you know, he was dealing last night with some pitches that got great hitters swinging and missing at balls that were bouncing in the dirt and he just had such great command at 40 years old and Scherzer at 37 trot out there two of the best in the game that know how to compete still doing it at a high level um it, it, it was really extremely impressive of of two guys late in their careers being being dominant Fred no question about it Kevin's got Charlie's call you want to hear it yeah here it is Reyes on two and one, Taylor, fly ball to left, and deep, and gone! Chris Taylor, a walk-off home run. The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco. They win the wild card, three to one. Here comes Taylor to the plate. They are mobbing him. The crowd is going crazy. The Dodgers advance to the National League Division Series with one mighty swing by Chris Taylor. You think Charlie nailed that? I think he did. That was good. That was good. That was good. I I, I love that. Um, how do you think Chris Taylor's feeling this morning? Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, if, you're, if you watch baseball as a little kid, what do you dream of? What do you dream of? Two outs, bottom of the ninth. Two outs, bottom of the ninth. I'm coming up, chance to win it, and you walk it off. In that's that what game, you, that, that's what you do playing softball, baseball, wiffle ball, whatever it may be. As a kid, that is what you dream about, and you talk it over in your mind. You're in the backyard with your with your friends or family, and you're doing that. You're saying it's it's like basketball, last shot, five, four, three, two, and you hit it. Same thing with baseball. It's the bottom of the ninth. And you want to hit a home run to win it. It's a dream for any kid playing baseball, growing up, whatever it is. That is a dream moment that came true for Chris Taylor last night. It's also really funny to see someone who's as, I don't know if laconic is the right word, but doesn't show a lot of emotion yeah, usually. Yeah. How could you help but not show emotion in a situation like that? Yeah. So for someone like that to show that emotion, which we rarely ever see, that was pretty cool too. All right, let's go to Irvine. Kate, appreciate you holding. Go ahead. 
No problem. It was very exciting last night. Thanks for playing that clip. I relived it just listening to it. It was epic. Well, we appreciate you listening to the ah. show. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I, did you think during the game it's going to be okay, or did you not know which way it was going to go? Oh, I always have faith in the boys in blue, always. But um, And when JT hit the, the tying run, that gave me a little bit of comfort. But I can't see these boys lose after all the work they've put in all season long. That would be dismal. And the Giants need to go down. That's all I'm going to say. I have a lot of family members that love the Giants. I don't care. I'm a Dodgers <laughs> fan. Through yeah. How does that work? You got family members that love the Giants. I mean, how, how does that work for you? And, and yeah, you guys I, talk to each other right now. Yeah, oh, I, but I have family. I have a big family, and some of, most of us are Dodger blue. So, anyway, it, it's, it's a healthy balance, but it's uh, it, the Dodger blue wins every time. It's just it's the best. Kate, thanks for listening. I appreciate not, it. I, I, okay, thank you no, so much. You want to say something else? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I took my son to the game, so that was a priceless moment we built, we shared. Oh, it was great. awesome. You were there? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was there. It was oh, awesome. I was great. in the pavilion. That's all right. You were there. You, you experienced that emotion. Thanks, Kate. Appreciate the call. 866-987-2570. Gino listens on the app in Virginia. Gino, how did you feel listening on the other side of the country? Hey, was, um, first and foremost, uh, never lost. And ah, you ah, me. There you go. I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you. Dirty style. I got two quick minutes. Two quick minutes. I'm so excited, guys. I've been to Dodger games since 1965. And I kid you not, I've been to every stadium uh, in, in, in both leagues. Uh, I'm a big sports collector. Uh, you know that. Um, and I was just so excited. I was, I have no more nails. I started biting my toenails. I had, I have five Whoa. jerseys. Rogan, don't get, don't get crazy on me. Uh-huh. I have jerseys that have different last names at 61 years old. I don't care what you say. I wore seven <laughs> jerseys yesterday. And guess what jersey wanted for me yesterday? Guess what jersey wanted for me? On, on the ninth inning, I said the last two outs, I put my Sandy Colfax jersey on, yep. and they won, baby. Thanks, Chino. Appreciate it. <laughs> he was putting on different jerseys during the game just for luck and superstition. That's all right. Hey, whatever works. Let's go Paul and Upland. Go ahead, Paul. Paul, you there? Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Go ahead. Yeah, man, so last night I was listening to the game at uh, at work, and like I was saying to the guy earlier, man, like I actually grew up a Dodger fan in the Bay Area, but I live in SoCal now, I'm in Upland. Um, so I was listening to work, so I just, it reminded me of when I was in fifth grade with my brother, and my dad was passed out because he thought we lost that game in the first game, and he did hit that homer, and then we just went crazy. So that's, it just reminded me of that. And I just went nuts at work on my break. And everyone was like, what? And I was like, yep, we just did a walkout, bro. It was amazing. <laughs> Paul, appreciate it. I love it. it. Thanks. I love it. Yeah. All right, man. Take it easy. Uh, 866-987-2570. By the way, if you were there, make sure you tell us that. Kate kind of buried the lead. (laughs) She took her son to the game. If you were there, and you can describe the emotion if you were there, please feel free to do so. Uh, Let's go. Robert in Long Beach. Robert, how are you today? Very well, Fred. Thank you for taking my call. Um, You want to talk about emotion. I mean... Charlie Steiner is the sports center anchor of my childhood, becomes the, the play-by-play announcer for my favorite team, 
And, you know, I'm sitting there listening to this guy. He makes this great call. And then you add the fact that Chris Taylor and Cody Bellinger played such huge roles after struggling so long. I, have, I could not help but get emotional. Uh, we went out to a restaurant last night, watched eight innings, and I said, you know what, if this is going to be the last game of the year, I am going to listen to Charlie and Rick call it. And I'm five minutes from home, and Chris Taylor hits that home run. I had to pull the car over. I was so excited. <laughs> I hear you. Wait, you were, you were at a restaurant and then uh, a bar, and then you left in the, in the eighth? To go home to listen or drive yeah, I know, home, and, that, and, that, and that's terrible. It's definitely terrible. But you know, it's getting late, and I, you know, if they were going to lose the game, I wanted to hear Charlie and Rick one more time. Listening to the Dodgers on AM five seventy LA Sports is one of my favorite favorite right times. Like the other callers, right I prefer the radio call to the to the to the televised call. With all due respect to Joe Davis and Noah Hershiser, I love Charlie and Rick. I love Tim Never. I love that broadcast you guys do. Um, and I just I, I wanted to hear the rest. And Charlie's call was amazing. It was everything. It was so cool. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate that. I'm sure Charlie appreciates it as well. 866-987-2570. Let's go, Michelle. Michelle in Riverside, go ahead. Hi, guys. First of all, um, I'm honored to that you took my call. Um, oh, I'm our, at work right now. Honor. My supervisor just walked by. <laughs> and she's fine with this. Okay. I don't know if I'm more excited about talking to you guys or about the game last night, but I am still on a high right now. I'm a, it was just so emotional for me. Um, I felt like, okay, I wasn't there, um, but I was at the 20, let me see. It was, I was at the game where Steve Finley hit the Grand Slam. Sure. And, oh, my God, I, I even though I wasn't at the game, I felt that same emotion. Honestly, when they put CT3 in, I was like, you know what, we're going to win this game. I, I, just, I just felt it. I knew it. He always brings it to the table for us. And I'm just so excited. I was in tears yesterday, but I had to control myself because I knew it wasn't the World Series yet. We still have a lot of games to play. But I was just, I'm still on a high. My, my heart, you know, I, I told the guy who took my call that I'm, I feel like I'm on eight five-hour energies right now because <laughs> <laughs> I know he said it's bad for me, but I usually do one in the morning for work. But this is how I feel right now. I'm excited that. We're we're still in it. We're we're still you know we're we're gonna go for the hated ones. And I think again, I'm more excited about talking to you guys right now. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's so nice. You guys are great. I I listen to you guys on my lunch hour, and oh my god, you guys are just amazing. And just thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Well, you know what? Now you need to call back again, okay? I'm totally gonna call back now. I got your number, and oh my god, let's you know I'll call back when when we beat the Giants. I well, love it. And we look forward to it. Thanks, Michelle. You have a good day. You know, it was lost, too, on that because he hit the home run, but he made a great catch in left field prior to that. You remember, I think it was an inning before that, he made a great, Chris Taylor, made a great catch in left field on a line drive they had to go down and get. Oh, yeah. Um, to, to save a hit. So he, he and, and I was I was little like, okay, he's coming in. I know you knew he was coming in the game at some point to either pitch in or play. Um, but again, um, Dave Roberts, uh left Cody in because you you would think okay is Cody struggling but Cody's on the bases stealing bases I think you got had to leave him in but you know he took AJ Pollock out instead of yep you know Bellinger out in that in that moment which was to me you know could have gone either way but again it, it worked out but he did I don't want it to go lost that he made a great defensive play as well in left field Gabriel in Canoga Park thanks for holding go ahead man I was there my voice is scratchy this morning. Field level, Section 8, Row M, Seat 9. I will never forget the moment. Uh, the whole game, you guys mentioned talking about the pitching duel. Awesome baseball to watch. 
Cody Bellinger, you know, he, he gets a clutch hit. He gets two walks. But more important than that, the, you know, the, the topic everyone seemed to be talking about before this game happened was the one-game playoff and how, you know, 162 games fall down to one game. I think the momentum, you know, you have Chris Taylor, who's kind of in a slump, hitting the game-winning home run. How does he feel this morning? I think he feels great. I think he feels like he's ready to face the Giants and bat over 300. I mean, just do, just, just the whole – just the energy of last night, even leaving in the parking lot, everyone was just chanting CT3. Literally, the, the guy behind me was in tears. You would thought we won the World Series. Just the energy level, I think the momentum that we're taking, it's okay to stay on the high from last night because you want to stay on that high, especially going against the Giants. It was amazing, guys. I can't even, I've been to a million Dodger games in my life, and that by far, like, just like I said, field level, Section 8, row M, seat 9, I will never forget that, 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 that moment as long as I live. It was, just, it was amazing. Gabriel, thanks. Lucky right. guy, too, to be there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Fred, what do you think that, that a lot of people felt? Um, was it just pure excitement or was it relief? Both. Yeah? I think it was both. You could cut the tension with a knife from the first pitch of the game. Yeah. From the very beginning. It was tense in there. I, I am yeah, telling you, just... if the Cardinals got a runner on first base, yeah, it was like the world had ended. People, yeah. Oh, no! Oh, my God. And there were multiple times where they did. And then they had them on first and second. Yeah. You know, that you're like, oh, yeah, first and second, nobody out. Or first and second, yeah. one out. Like, oh, man. And they held them down. They held them down. So, yeah, I think it was a lot. Because it had been a, a shame. We've talked about it all day. we talked about it for the last week, in, in you know, towards the end of the season. That, man, you win 106 games, tie a franchise record, and you're in a one and done, and you don't you don't go further than that. Let's go to Oceanside. Paul, appreciate you holding. Go ahead. Yes. Hey, you guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, about the couple previous callers, I think when Chris Taylor came up, the jersey guy should have put on his Gibson jersey. <laughs> Secondly, uh, AM570 is the place to be to listen to the Dodgers. Uh, I don't think people realize how funny Rick Monday is. Guy's got a great sense of humor. Oh yeah, he does. As far as the as far as the game goes, uh, that was probably the most nerve wracking sports event I've watched in a long time. I mean, it was stressful. Uh, that beginning of the game, uh, Scherzer didn't look real on it in the very first inning, but he got out with the one, and I think that was important. Uh, and when Taylor, when that ball cleared the fence, not only was it a massive woohoo, yeah. But also, uh, whoa, woof, sigh of relief. Exactly. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate your call. Yeah, what's amazing about it is, you know, especially for, you know, now that I've been retired for years now, is that I, it is, it's such a awkward, bad feeling when you're watching it as a spectator and how nervous and how tense it is and how tense it gets. Because when you're in the moment and you're playing, you're not even thinking about it. You're not thinking about oh, this is a this is a, this is a stressful old moment or whatever. You're just gonna play the game. You're just playing the game, and and then you deal with what happens after. But in the moment, you're just playing it. Whereas a fan, you're hanging on every single pitch, every single timeout, every single walk, every single chatter or whatever may happen in the game. He's like, oh, what does this mean? What is this gonna do to us? Oh, oh my god. And, uh, yeah, I found myself probably getting up from the couch about 25 times every <laughs> inning 
of just I had to just do something, right? Yeah. I had to just go, you know, go to the bathroom when I didn't even have to go to the bathroom, Fred. <laughs> I would just get up to move around. It was uh it was nerve wracking. All right, we'll wrap it up with Miko. Go ahead, Miko. Hey, what's going on with your friend and Rodney Pete, man? Miko! Last night it was I just feel hey Rodney Pete, I, I felt good for Dave Roberts. He handled Max Scherzer good, had to take that walk and go get him. He should his rhythm got good with that. He should have been taking those good pitches out years before before they burned themselves out going all deep and giving that bullpen a head start instead of coming behind. Miko, stop it. Stop it. You stop it, Miko. Stop it. Don't rewind that clock, Miko. Stop it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Dave Roberts did a good job. Uh, Justin and Trey, them Turner boys, when they was up there, man, they must be related to Ike because they showed know how to hit. And, and man, oh, the Dodgers, no, they you just, didn't. They no, did no, you didn't. All right. No, you no, didn't. All right, goodbye, Miko. No, you didn't, <laughs> Miko. Yeah, that's it. You're wrong Miko. for that, Miko. Miko. You're wrong for that. <laughs> yeah, Miko, come on. Come on we Miko. love some Miko, too, but Miko, come on, man. <laughs> that was a Rob Parker comment right there. You had one. Uh, okay. Oh, we still have stuff to do. Uh, in a bit, we have our spirituality coming up. Rams play tonight, by the way. Somewhere oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, by the way. Boston Big game. A big game, too. Yeah, we'll touch on that quickly when we come back. Petros and Money. Hey, it's the red, white, and what? Go blue. Exactly right. Yeah, it ain't the red, white, and orange. No. It ain't the red, white, and foreign blue. Yeah. God, I love these Dodgers. Love America. America loves these Dodgers, too, especially on the radio. America! Go blue! The Petros and Money Show. Weekdays at 3 on your official playoff home of the Dodgers. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much, yes. Speaking of which, traffic. Oh, yeah. Hello, Houdini. Ronnie, a freak, yeah, for Fred. He's a freak. He comes out at night. <laughs> Fred bobbing his head up and down. He yeah, knows yeah. this song. You know you know this song, Fred. Come on. Oh, God, yeah. Hey, just want to mention uh, something I don't think we really touched on. I thought one of the coolest moments of last night was Juan Soto of the Nationals shows yeah. up at the game wearing Trey Turner's jersey. Yeah. And rooting for his boys. I love that. And that, Kevin Long too, the hitting coach. The hitting coach. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. That that was that was that was big time. That was just showing appreciation for somebody you care about, your teammate, your former teammate, and the love. And you could tell I heard Max and, and Trey talk about it after the game and how much they appreciated that and how much love that was. And not only yeah, you said not only just coming to the game, but wearing their jerseys in their national jerseys. And, impressive. And also, uh, you know, pumping up the crowd. Yeah. Getting everybody's, you know, they put him on the scoreboard. He was getting people to stand and cheer. Yeah. Juan yeah, Soto. Great. Right. Place the one, who killed us. Who yeah. killed us when it, during during that playoff run a couple years ago. But, yeah, to see him there was was fantastic. That I was loved great. It. And, Kevin, yeah. I don't know if we even have it. Can we, at some point, run Max Scherzer's interview? Yeah, if you want to call it that, sure. You mean when Shirtless he was talking, interview? Yeah, when he was talking to Curtis Granderson and the guys in the studio. He couldn't hear. Yeah. He well, had malfunction going on. Oh, he had a personal malfunction. I think I might have something here, uh, Ronnie. Yeah, turn you me up for a second. Live that one and see what see what I have. Good for you. All right, hold on, hold on a second. Let's, see what, we, let's see what we got. Yeah, Kalon told me a couple days ago. I, you gotta get rid of this echo. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. <laughs> There's our guy, Mighty Max, shirtless talking to Curtis Granderson and the TBS guys after the game. You know what? That's fine. That was great. And he obviously doesn't have a high tolerance for alcohol because, I mean, the game was over and he's on 10 minutes later. Well, they already went in the locker room and came back out. Oh, I know. So they had the champagne and beers going and flowing already. I know this because RJ had to hustle and, and put everything up before they got in there right after the home run. Yeah, how long does it take them to do that? Oh, I've always wondered. They had to rush. They, I mean, they have it ready in the back, but they they can't put it out until they actually know, right? So they gotta they gotta have. I mean, the champagne's already in carts, ready to be wheeled out into the middle of the of the dug of the of the locker room. But they they still have to tarp all the lockers and tarp the floor and and everything else, and they have to hustle and do that. He said it was it was a rough job. They couldn't even really celebrate because they had to do that before the guys came into the dugout or came into the clubhouse. To Fred's point, that was still relatively quick after the game ended. Maybe Max is one of those guys that like pitches on an empty stomach or something, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Kevin? Just, Kevin? What? Just, Kevin, you, you'd be amazed what happens in those uh, in those dugouts and clubhouses uh, immediately after games, that, big games like that that you win. Hmm. Um, I remember the, the the Red Sox and, and Kevin Millar used to talk about them drinking Jack Daniels before the game as their ritual. But <laughs> – who knows how many shots went around real quick and, and guys chugging stuff. I mean, those those celebrations can get pretty wild from time to time. Yeah, the old fried chicken and beer with the yeah. Boston Red Sox. I remember. Yeah. Yep. Logan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An L.A. icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM 570 L.A. Sports. Remember your world champion Dodgers have advanced to the National League Division Series. They'll take on the Giants in San Francisco for game one tomorrow night with a first pitch at 637. Catch every play in HD on the free iHeartRadio app. Search AM 570 LA Sports. Brought to you in part by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Morongo, good times. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Terrific as always. All right, Rodney, let's catch our breath. We get him tomorrow and... Uh, Another series begins. I love it. Love it. Dodgers, Giants, Rams tonight, Seahawks. It's a big week, Freddie. Let's go. Live and die